0: back again have you ever heard the saying that you have the same DNA with God (laughs) well (laughs) it sounds odd doesn't it but it's actually true because you know what let me not get ahead of myself let's start from the very beginning let's explain DNA Well, I'm not a medical doctor but I think I can do my best if you're one and you listen to this Please pardon me now when you do DNA right you share um, similarities to your parents to whoever give, um, gives birth to you or gave birth to you and so even down to your characters like there's certain things you say certain things you do that you realize Actually, actually, seems to be like my parents. Like, have you ever been like, haven't you ever been in that situation where you do something and then you pause for a minute and think to yourself, "Oh my goodness, this is exactly what my mom would have done," or "This is exactly what my dad would have done," or sometimes people tell you that your voice, you sound like your dad or you sound like your mom. So it seems like. Your parents, like you and your parents, sound alike. I think I've actually messed up my siblings before where I actually thought it was the, like I actually thought it was my brother and then I realized, oh, it was actually my younger sister that was speaking. So we realized that we share DNA with our parents, right? Naturally, human speaking, we look like these people, we behave like these people, we tend to have genetic mutations from these people. And so if you need something like, I'm not like probably like a kidney or liver or a heart, you tend to go to your parents first or your siblings or immediate immediate family members who might have um, the same blood type as you, the same, you know, all of these things who might probably be a match first before you go out of your family to look for donors now same way with God he has adopted us into himself John 1 to 13 lets you know that whatsoever whosoever believes in him that is God and accepts him he has given the right to become his children he says we are not reborn sorry rather we are reborn but not with physical birth but a birth that comes from god and so i remember um this was the third sunday in january and i remember pastor Tisa, um explaining using two different people we can call one specimen a and <laughs> specimen b and he said In human let's assume specimen A is human adoption and specimen B is actually Christ adoption now I'm not gonna go through all similarities or differences but I'm gonna just mention one in human um, adoption you do all the legal requirements you know you sign the papers you pay the fees they come to your home to inspect it you know ask you questions you heal forms and forms when all of that legal requirement is done right legally that child is yours and you take the child home you've adopted a child Now you're going to love this child with the whole of your being people are are most likely not even going to tell the difference that this child is biologically, like this child is actually not biologically your child. They're probably not even going to notice till you tell them. Because they are going to blend into your family and you're going to give them the best of the best in the world. But DNA wise, you're not similar. DNA wise, you do not share genetic mutations. DNA wise. But in Christ's adoption, God has done all the legal requirements. God has signed all of the papers, right? And when we believe that he has done that, we have the same DNA with God. And that's why John 1, to 13 says, we are reborn, not with physical birth but a birth that comes from God. And so our spirit man is likened to the spirit of God. Our spirit becomes rebirth. And so we have the spirit of God in us. And so DNA wise and legally wise, we are like God. We are like Christ. Right? And so... When you realize that God has done all the legal requirements by separating the cotton that separated us from Him from the beginning due to the sin of man, when we realize that that cotton has been broken the moment His Son died for us on the cross and took away our sins, Jesus Christ replaced us. There was justice given, there was love given and there was salvation given all in one because the moment He died we were supposed to serve punishment We were supposed to take on the consequences of our sins, which was death, right? And so God came out of himself to die in our place, taking our consequences, taking away the consequences of our sin. That way he provided justice for us. Justice was served, but he took the brunt of that punishment, of that consequences. And then also when we believe in that, that he has taken away the consequences of our sins and we believe in that we are made righteous and so we have salvation which is a gift you didn't work for it you didn't do anything to deserve it none of us did right and so since that cutting has been separated that separated us before because sin because of sin and God could not stand sin when Christ died and that cutting was divided that separation God we became his son we became his adopted children John 1 10 to 13 I'm gonna repeat that again we are reborn John 1 10 to 13 we are reborn with a bed that comes from God it wasn't physical It wasn't physical. It was a bet that came from God. And you see the proof of that by the Holy Spirit because the moment you believe in what God has done for you, the moment you believe in the gospel, you see the Holy Spirit manifest in your life. You get filled by the Holy Spirit. And that is proof. That is a lost proof that you've been reborn. You've been redeemed. Regenerated, you've been made new. All right? He gave us His own Spirit as proof that we are children of God, and that's why when you believe, you're filled with the Holy Ghost. Colossians one eighteen cites that Jesus has been the firstborn from the dead meaning Jesus is our prototype so when we see first born we tend to think oh he's probably the first born and then the rest of us are the second the third and then like that like that and then even John 3 16 that says for God so loved the world that he gave us his only begotten son his only begotten son actually means Jesus Christ is the first to be born the way he was born he's the first and the last because no one is going to come by a virgin birth so, Jesus is actually the first to be gotten the way he was. Jesus' uh, firstborn, like he's the prototype, he's the one we are to look after, he's the one that we are to imitate because he came down as himself. God came out of himself, came to planet Earth to live like man, to face all the same temptations and all the same trials that we go through, but to also show us that I've been here. And so if I've been here, I've felt the pain you felt. I've been beaten, I've been insulted, I've been chased. But yet, I still served my father in heaven, and I still had his nature. And he's telling us, you can do the same, you can be like that. So firstborn means that Jesus was, is our prototype. He's the first man which the rest of us are to look like. He's the first man which the rest of us are to behave like. Right? Romans 8, 29 also says, God knew us in advance to become like his firstborn son. It doesn't mean that there was second and then the rest of us have numbers. No. When he says to look like his firstborn son, it simply means to look like the the prototype that he had created for us alright and so Jesus Christ is the first of his kind Jesus Christ is the first person to come like the way he came and to leave the way he left (laughs) he's the first person to do that so isn't it amazing to realize that the wall that separated us at the beginning is no longer there it has been removed in Christ we've been made joint heirs with him we've been we now have an in in Inheritance in Christ, we literally share the same DNA as God We literally have the spirit of God. Imagine how, do you know how big God is and to realize that you share the same DNA with him You share the same Nature with him the nature of sin Is no more you now have the nature of Christ Okay You are his son, you are his daughter, and no one can take that away from you. That's something that nobody can take away from you. You behave like him. We have Christ to look up to on how to behave, on how to think, on how to go about the things, and how to go about our daily lives, you know? God loves us so much that all of this wasn't a last minute plan it wasn't an afterthought he knew and so he provided for us before we even knew that we needed it before we like before we even came into the realization of how much sinful we are like we can't even help it we just commit crimes we just commit sin and then he sent a savior to say you can be better than this but I know that you can't do it on your own. And so I'm sending my son to show you how to go about it. And when he leaves, I'm going to leave you with my spirit to guide you, to counsel you, to comfort you, to show you, to to guide you, literally. And so we are, we are his children. He said, for as many as sons of God are led by the spirit of God, meaning we are sons of God. And so we are led by the spirit. Some people think that um, that you're led by the Spirit and then you're a son of God. No, actually, what it means is because we are sons of God, we are led by the Spirit of God. So we are confident. We are confident. You need to be confident because you share, literally share the same DNA with God. The same Spirit you have in you is the same Spirit of God. And so He's your Father. He's your daddy, he's your dad, he's he's your everything, okay? Because of this realization and because of what we've learned, we need to learn how to rest in the ability that God will cater for our needs. Honestly, when you think about it, How much more convincing, how much more do you need to hear, how much more do you want to know before you find rest and satisfaction in the fact that he has got you 100% of the time, okay? He has got you 100% of the time. I mean, if your parents can have the ability to cater for you, if your parents can have the ability to take care of you, how much more God who created both your parents and you. His love is greater and bigger and better than your parents. For some people, they probably don't understand that context because they probably don't have parents and I sympathise with you, they probably haven't felt that love to be able to compare to how greater and bigger God's love is and that's okay and so I'm telling you that despite the trials and all the challenges that you've been through wherever you are God is opening his hands to tell you that I have done all of this from the beginning of time to cater for your needs so that after now you can have internal life and rest with me, you can join me where I am. Okay? And so irrespective of the challenges, irrespective of whatever it is that you might be going through, God loves you. It might seem like you can't see it. It might seem like there's a lot going on. I mean why did they die? Why did they give me up for um why did they give me up to foster care? Why didn't they take care of me? Why did they give me up to the motherless baby's home? Why? Your questions are uh, they're 100% valid, your questions are 100% valid, and there are answers to those questions, okay, but God is saying, in spite of everything, I want you to see my love shining through, you know the way you wake up in the morning, and there's that ray of sunshine shining through your window, I want you to imagine God's love like that, His love has always been shining through all of those problems, all of those challenges that has been going on. You just haven't turned around to see him and grab it. And so, all the challenges and trials and problems have overwhelmed you, and so you don't see it. But I'm telling you, his love has always been there from the moment you were born. Everything has been like everything has worked together for your good. Trust him and he will show you how. You just need to trust him and he will show you how. Alright? So like I said, God's love is way above our earthly parents, is way above the people that take care of us. It's far, far way above the the kindness that we've had people show us, the the love that we've had people show us is way above all of that. Because when you compare the love of people and place it side by side to the love God has for every single one of us, the love people have for one another can be compared is literally, would literally look like mere wickedness when you put it side by side to God's love. And so just like parents love their children, just like aunties and uncles love their nieces and their nephews and their cousins and all of them. And all of that, we are like God. We are literally like Him. And so, this was what I learned in the month of January for three Sundays. The last Sunday, we talked about faith in the operation of God and God being a wonderful God. And to be honest, that service was also amazing. I'm probably going to share that too. I'm not sure yet. <laughs> there are lots of things I'm not sure about sharing. <laughs> but yeah, this says, I just want you guys to listen to it over and over again. And let it sink in that he's your provider. He's your father. And you have the spirit of God in you. If only you believe in what he has done for you, you have it. God loves you, and everything about your life is not an afterthought. Everything about your life is not an afterthought. Don't forget, we live in a fallen world, and so there's bound to be wickedness, there's bound to be chaos, there's bound to be a lot of bad things happening here and there. And so, if he handles this, if he should handle all of it, because some people might say, oh, if there's... If He created the world and He did all of this, why can't He control all of the evil? Like I said in the last episode, God has given us free will, He has given us a choice to make. The moment man disobeyed and sin came into the world, He gave us a choice to make. He's not going to force anything and so if He has to force and control the chaos and the wickedness that goes on in the lives of men, that goes on all around us, then he also has to force us to worship him and to choose him as our saviour. If he has given us free will, it means he has given us free will in everything. He's not going to give us free will in one thing and then force us on or force things down, down on us on a different subject matter. No, the free will is on every area of your life every area of the world he has given free will to man he has given us a choice to make and so if he has given you a choice to make as to if you want to worship him or serve him He has also given you a choice to make that when you worship Him and choose to have a relationship with Him, you rise above the trials and the tribulations and the challenges and the storms that are going to happen. These things are going to happen. You're going to have trying times. Don't get me wrong. We live in a falling world where the devil is playing nonsense games. But because your hand is in Christ, is in Jesus' hand, because you've chosen to walk with Him, There's a certain level of peace and satisfaction that you feel despite what is going on in your life. So please do not forget, free will and choice is what he has given to us. He's not that kind of person where he's gonna do something for you and then, I mean, we see guys or girls (laughs) where they get you something and then they want something from you in return simply because they bought you a bag or they gave you money or something. That's not who God is. We tend to think that human relations define who God is. We tend to think that the way humans relate to one another is a perfect description of who God is. And that's not true. That's not true. You need to read the Bible for yourself. You need to know God for yourself. You need to have a, you know, attend a good church that teaches sound doctrine to make you realize that God is a fat picture from what you've been thinking about. And so he loves you very much. He has made everything to work according to your good. Alright? Right Right now it might seem like it's not so, but it is so, trust me. And so with that, we come to the end of this episode. Thank you for lasting this long (laughs) and listening to my podcast. I hope I see you on the next one. Um, If you have any questions, I'm going to drop the email link in the episode description and so you can send me your questions and I would probably um yeah if I get enough questions I can probably do an episode answering all of the questions that are sent in um like I always end with God loves you and I love you as well bye